welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast. I'm Joe, joined by Mel. i grab my notes on what our team told us that we should talk about. And today's topic, how to teach kids healthy eating habits. Critically important, I've been in the fitness industry for 15 years. Been fortunate enough to speak at the National Trainers Conference four or five times. Done a lot of kids' fitness, wellness, trained thousands of kids. And this is important, not only for kids, but also for parents, because it's always that question, like, what do I make for dinner? My kids like this, I like that. So we're going to go through on this 10-minute Tuesday some ideas to make your lives easier. Mel, what's your special segment question for today? Joe, what are you drinking? Why well, said it like that? <laughs> like we had it prepared ahead of time. Oh, I wanted to sound but like we, we are doing this podcast during lunch break. And so that's why it's a 10 minute Tuesday. So it happens fast. And this is my lunch. And it looks like a lot. It is a kefir vanilla, kefir protein, blueberry shake. I don't think I said those in the right <laughs> order. That didn't sound quite right. But this is my lunch every, almost every day now. Got into the kefir game or kefir if you like to be nitpicky about how things are said and not spelled <laughs> <laughs> so we have kefir it's we started kombucha making at home we started sourdough making at home and a lot of the research pointed to the health benefits for your gut of kefir and so i went on amazon ordered some organic kefir grains because i didn't know anyone that else that was in the kefir game as heavy as i was and we figured out how to make it Basically, you pour some milk on these grains and then strain the grains out and it's done one day later. So it's not that complicated. And what the grains do is they use the sugar and some of the lactose and milk to, to ferment it a little bit and thicken it. You take the grains out, we add some vanilla protein, shake it, leave it on the counter, and now it's vanilla-flavored keeper. So it's actually just like if you were to mix a protein shake with milk, but now with less sugar in it and with more healthy things for your gut. And so I blend mine together with some frozen fruit, a little bit of strawberries. This looks like a ton because I also put two trays of ice in it. I like the volume because I don't really eat in the morning. We get up, we train, I get right to work. It's a version of intermittent fasting for my lifestyle. And I have this, I want to start the day out with protein, which is very important. And we make the shake, put it in there, blend it. I like my body to have to heat it up before it consumes it. It makes me feel a lot fuller longer protein helps you feel fuller longer and, and then cold things help you feel fuller longer if you were to drink ice cold water your body can't consume it right away so if we're in the middle of a physical event like just having some regular room temperature water is a pretty good idea to hydrate you if you want to cool down that's where you would use the cold water but your body's got to heat it up to use it and so that's a long explanation of why i enjoy my protein kefir shake probably about 40 grams of protein in here a handful of frozen blueberries or less and a lot of ice. And it must be fun to drink it out of the blender. I wasn't even going to mention that. It's become so normal to me to drink out of the blender. So this is my how thoughtful I am. I don't well, like to make a lot of dishes. So I try to use the same amount of dishes all day long. I have my one cup I use, my red true. cup, which people have seen me drinking on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, I have my keeper shake right here pretty much full. I have one little glass cup for kombucha, and then I drink out of the blender. And that is my main dish creation for the day plus i don't even think i could buy a cup large enough if you wanted to put that into a normal cup and the straws are tall enough so it all works out what's one of your favorite personal health habits before we get into the kids i'll show my drink then since we're talking about drinks for me it's kombucha 
because sometimes when I don't know if I, I'm a bit of a moody eater and this has part, been part of my problem. So I'm always like, what do I feel like eating? And that's such a terrible question. But what I do is when I'm feeling like I don't, I'm not sure what I want to eat or I'm about to make a bad decision about what I'm going to eat, I just pour myself some kombucha, and it's, like, satisfying. Because water is just still a little too boring. It doesn't quite do it for me. Mm, and then... it up for your beverages. I like bubbles. I like... Um, Sounds like a supplementing belief about water. <laughs> no, water's great. But when I'm hungry but not really sure what to do yet, I like to drink this. It's very satisfying. We flavor it. I love the fizz. And then I love that it's homemade. So this is my probably my absolute favorite health thing that we do before they start thinking we're just crunchy hipsters <laughs> let's get moving on to today's topic which is how do you help kids eat healthy we just talked about the first way number one parents eat healthy that is the number one if you stop there you'll be okay but what if my kid doesn't like it what if they protest the first time keep doing it until they consume the, they stop viewing it as a versus don't like scenario hey this is the food that i'm having at the meal it doesn't all have to be ice cream and cookies like that's not how life's going to be. So you might as well not set that up initially and give in to all of their needs. Now there are some things that they just won't eat. Like I, there's foods that I just don't enjoy. So onions being one, they'll try to poison me to death by putting an <laughs> onion in, by my food the other day. I couldn't believe he pulled a, a tomato out of my salad when it was near an onion. It's your it own was, fault. I didn't eat the onion, but the onion <laughs> but touched it, was nearby. it and just turned into a trash can tasting <laughs> tomato. People so, love onions. Stop it. Here, I'm going to give one, my... Eat healthy, okay. Within reason, you'll have to give them a little bit of elbow room, but don't just give in. There are prime meals that will help. Go ahead with yours. So secondly, attempt healthy versions of things that they enjoy. So I have a great example, which goes right along with Joe's shake. So about, I'm going to say 10 years ago, my kids were hearing a lot about shamrock shakes. Now, Logan was really little at this point. Maybe it was a little less, maybe eight years, whatever. He was hearing about the McDonald's shamrock shakes. And I thought to myself, maybe I can find a healthy version. So I looked up healthy version of shamrock shake. Basically, it's milk, banana, vanilla protein, avocado, frozen spinach, and some mint extract. I have been making that shake for them for breakfast every day for almost a decade. So I found an alternative and this is like great in a bunch of ways. So it's how they start their day. There's not a lot of time for breakfast. So this is a great thing that they have right before they go to school and they expect it basically every single day. And then secondly, it fulfilled that need for having that unhealthy thing. The overall strategy is to start your child's day with protein and not something that's very sugary like a breakfast cereal. That's one of the biggest hustles of the last th three decades. The breakfast cereal is the healthiest thing for kids. That is such a garbage science based on just money and you can search that and it has been backed up by additional studies since that what i'm saying is true about it but you don't want to eat just a mouthfuls of sugar and then like, why is my kid so tired in the afternoon so it's important the solution to that is search healthy kids protein breakfast it does not have to be protein shake because we don't even do a lot of the processed stuff with them it could be eggs mel's got a great recipe for protein waffles that she makes with them. We make our own yogurt too to sound extra hipster and Henry loves that. So. Make my own granola that I put on and make oh, little parfaits. Super crunchy now. Here's the thing though. It's finding healthy versions of what they might already enjoy. And I like what you said about the cereal. That's true. And then you might say, what if my kid doesn't like that shake? 
Okay, Everett, the littlest, doesn't like that shake. So I make him simply, it has milk, vanilla protein, and peanut butter. And he loves it. One of my Henry's friends came over and Henry wanted me to make this breakfast shake, the shamrock one. Now every time this kid comes, he asks for it. So sometimes it's just a matter of trying it and going with it and seeing where it goes. But starting with protein is important. Yeah, starting with protein and starting with starting the day off right is critical because then they don't deal with those hunger fluctuations that we felt as adults where we would eat a garbage breakfast maybe on the weekend. By mid-afternoon, we're all almost sleepy. We're doing the same thing to our kids. And so we want to avoid that. And the way to avoid that is to have a protein or fat-based breakfast. It could be a handful of almonds, could be some walnuts, things like that I've seen people use. I've seen oatmeal, which is a carbohydrate, but not super processed. It is more slow digesting, which is fine. Get the morning. And a good way to do it is to start with a protein or fat and search for recipes that fit your kids' preferences, but also have the communication skills as a parent to say, hey, here's a list of five choices. Which one do you want? I want Lucky Charms. That's not a choice. Yeah, it's that's not one of the options. It wasn't one of the options. We don't that's, even have it in the house. That's a classic thing with kids, though. Give them several options. So you're not just telling them what to do. Here's three, four, five options. And they maybe they're not the ones that they want, but they still get to make a choice. And that is valuable and powerful for kids. And just because you mentioned the waffles, I pre-make them. I quadruple the recipe, pre-make them, freeze them. They just pop them in the, they just pop them in the toaster, even for lunch sometimes. So that's a great time saver, too. That's like the Kodiak version where it's a little bit more, a little bit less processed and a little bit more protein rich. And we'll, instead of getting Eggos, we'll make those, Mel makes those in bunches and freezes them so the kids can make them themselves when they're hungry. So they're not grabbing for pre-made snack bars, which we do have some in the house. But our general rule is we're going to limit that to when we go out, when they're necessary, when we go on a hike need something prepackaged, but if kids are eating prepackaged things in the house, it's usually a red flag that some things need to get changed. So this kind of leads me into my next point. And it's super expensive. Go ahead. It is, it is really expensive. The next point I want to make is have a snack list available. So especially for between meals. So I'm responsible for making dinner. The kids do help me. But in between... I made a list on an index card. And actually, when Vince was here, he noticed it, took a picture of it. And he's like, we're going to do this. So just having options there because a kid will come to you and say, I'm hungry. And that's great. And our usual, our sarcastic response is, well, that's a you problem. (laughs) However, it is a you problem that we help them solve by giving them the snack list. We're not just saying it's sarcastic. Or the list is, solve that problem. Right. And it's things like spoonful of nut butter. A fruit, with or without nut butter. And you do make our own nut, walnut, almond butter, and peanut butter. We We do. We make two in the processor. I actually made a list of all the things that we make at home now, and Henry saw it and was like, wow, we do a lot. And it was just like one thing at a time. We just kept adding, and now we have a nice list. But the list, go ahead. Shoot, I want to say one thing on the list and the approach of not giving in to just cravings is that there's a difference between I'm hungry and I'm eating or I'm bored and I'm eating. Bored eating is amplified if they're able to pick whatever they want, whenever they want. And that becomes an incredible danger for the kids to to think that they can solve their boredom through eating food that is bad for them. And that's the association that a lot of us carry to adulthood. And we see it a lot in the fitness industry. And I've had it before, too, where it's like, oh, bored. I'll wander the kitchen and start opening things. That doesn't happen if you hold the line with having these healthy foods. It's not like I'm eating for to pleasure I'm eating because I'm hungry and I will choose some things that I enjoy because of it. And that's definitely pronounced with our oldest. He'll just, you could tell he's bored. I'm hungry. Can I have a handful of pretzels? 
No, you can choose a banana. You can choose a spoonful of peanut butter. And <laughs> half the time he just walks away because yeah, he doesn't want I'm like, I guess you really weren't that hungry. You know, if you truly yeah, are hungry. You rub it in their face. You <laughs> talk them a little bit. No, well, that's you. We sent them down to hang out while we do the podcast. And I, Logan had grabbed a banana because he had finally given in. Okay, fine. If I'm really hungry. But he left it up there. I'm like, all right. I guess he wasn't that hungry. Now, this is a 10-minute Tuesday. So you got to okay. lay in this airplane on what you were saying in dinner. I want to make sure that they have options that are readily available in the house that are not processed. And I think it's really great to have a list written on written somewhere that they can go then refer to and not just snack because they should because they feel like snacking. And now I forgot my other point. But I oh, I do to... have one last one. Sorry. Lastly, include the kids in the making of the food. So Logan gets annoyed that we don't let him use the the packaged snacks. It's okay, look up some recipes, make something. He's made some awesome stuff. Even these healthy cookie dough balls he made from like almond flour, they were great. Everett loved them. We all really enjoyed them. So oftentimes, like you'll hear, oh, have a garden. If the kids help you grow the, help you grow the garden, they will eat the vegetables. Similarly with snacks, have them look up healthy recipes. Have them make them, and then they'll be more likely to eat them. That was my last big point. Got to talk about dinner real quick before we land this because I've seen so much in worked with thousands of adults in the fitness industry, one of the biggest struggles is, well, I'm tired at the end of the day. I want to make a healthy meal for me. My kids won't eat it, so now I'm tired and I'm making two meals or three meals for everyone's taste. And one of the solutions we have for that is you make whatever meal you're going to have, whichever adult makes it, and then if the kids truly want to opt out of it, they have three or four choices of healthy alternatives that they can make by themselves. And... That might include a yogurt drink or protein, the morning shake again. It might include one of those protein type waffles that Mel makes, something that they can do themselves. Logan will eat deli meat and some mozzarella cheese. You'll make rolls, roll ups. And so we have a list of alternatives. Here's what's provided. If you want one of the alternatives, go make it. Here's when we're eating dinner. And most of the time they'll eat the dinner and maybe one or two nights a week, they choose the alternative. We respect that decision. And so we let we show some respect to their tastes and preferences as long as it's done within reason and these things do take some planning ahead so if you plan your meals and a lot of families do that oftentimes i try to do that as well and honestly having the kid the more dinners you make at home the kids get a little more interested the other day henry wanted to learn how to patty a burger so because they see me cooking all the time they start to show some more interest in that and i think if you're able to role model cooking in the kitchen and your kids have some confidence around making certain things, they'll be much better off when they grow up and not just rely on buying food that's already pre-made. If you're also a big fan of hipster stuff like kefir, kombucha, kefir, kombucha, granola, all that stuff, drop us a comment below. Tell us what you make if you're watching on YouTube and taking a look at the shakes that are drinks that we have. This is a topic that we should go into more depth on. That was quick for a 10-minute Tuesday, 15-minute Tuesday, whatever we're on now. But it is an important one, and I see it all the time, and I have some more stories on it that I would love to get into on another episode. Right now, you can visit strongfamilyproject.com, get all of our resources for free, which is a strong family path, which includes family dinners, and we get into things like these topics. You can download the PDF right for free at strongfamilyproject.com.